Welcome to The Workplace, a podcast by Cal Chamber. I'm Erica Frank, Cal Chamber's Executive Vice President and General Counsel. And today on the podcast, we are tackling a very timely issue, recruitment in this challenging employment environment. So to help us really understand what is going on with respect to recruitment issues and how companies are meeting the challenge, we are joined today by Katie McConnell Olson. Katie is the founder and CEO of Higher Education Consulting Group. She's a frequent speaker at conferences across the nation on topics including hiring and developing talent and recruitment best practices. And we are fortunate to have her share her expertise with us today. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. Wow, that's quite an intro. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well, you do have a long list of professional designations and recognitions, so just saying. (laughs) I thought I signed up for this to complain about how terrible hiring is right now. (laughs) That's why we're here. So on that end, Katie, before we really get dive into the topic today, tell us a little bit about how you started your consulting company and, and what got you here. Sure. Well, um, I actually started in public accounting. So my roots are in finance. I was an auditor at a public accounting firm for a number of years, which I loved. Um, However, kind of got that entrepreneurial bug. Hopscotch through a couple of startups, ended up um, in recruiting kind of by accident, and then got recruited back into a national CPA firm to head up their recruiting efforts. So it was there when I really said, you know, I feel like we could do hiring different. And there's kind of some systemic things happening here that I'm seeing over and over again that we can address at the root to really help companies figure out talent. Uh, Have we figured it out? No, but um, we're doing it a little bit different. So um, it was there that I started a practice helping companies mostly hire accountants and then took a couple evolutions. And after an acquisition of that firm, decided to step out of that firm and launch my own my own firm. Oh, I love it. I love hearing how your career just followed a path. You just followed a path and it just took you to where you are today. And I think that's fantastic. So, I mean, it's a perfect segue to the topic that we're talking about Um, in this current hiring environment. And, you know, depending on what you read, it's either the the great resignation or the difficult find, you know, what are challenges? What are the challenges that companies are facing in finding and keeping talent? Challenges abound. Um, Just to give you a little bit of a flavor for what the scope and landscape looks like right now, my firm, and we counted up yesterday, we've done 54 hires year to date. So that's a lot. Uh, It's August, right? For this next month, we'll probably make two if we're lucky. Uh, and so that's the volume shift from, you know, 10 or 12 hires a month in and more professionals to two. Um, And so what does that mean? I mean, number one, it's taking a very long time for people to get back to us, even when we know where to look. Um, And finding those individuals is a really strong challenge right now. So the number one complaint that you're probably hearing from your clients is, hey, I can't find anybody. And usually I would scoff at that and say, yes, they're out there. You just have to know where to look. And I would still say the same thing, but we are seeing significantly longer ramp times from, you know, go to market with a role through button seat or hire on first day. It used to be maybe 30, 45 days for us. We're looking at more like 65 to 90 days right now. So what do you think is causing this lull in hiring? You know, I don't know. I have a couple of armchair theories um, just from watching the market and talking to candidates. 
One of them, I think, is the COVID landscape right now. I think people are just burned out on chaos. You know, I've lost a couple of offer letters in the past 30 days to folks that just don't want to make a change because it's not broken. Why should I go fix it? You know, there's so much other chaos going on in my life. The last thing I need to add to the stress is um, a job change. And on top of that, you know, a lot of people who are remodeling their homes or putting in pools or kind of changing how they do the work-life balance at home. So that's just one more thing to add to the mix. So if they're not actively looking, that sort of passive candidate situation is has become really tough. Um, you know, you also hear about the unemployment situation. I'm not running into that as much at the higher level roles. Um, that hasn't come into play, although I have heard, you know, clients specifically in the trades and in construction and agriculture, or especially in hospitality, that's coming into play more. I'm just not seeing it as much with the types of roles that we work on. So in your higher professional hiring jobs or in recruiting for those higher paid salaried, more skill set individuals, are you finding that a number of your candidates are focused on where the job can be performed? 100%. Flexibility, flexibility. I mean, I think we have moved to a, a workforce where a lot of folks were 100% remote or they moved to a hybrid schedule. Now we're back in an environment where companies are starting to ask people to come back into the office. And I think we're seeing this great resistance I'm not seeing it turn into a great resignation, um, <laughs> but it, you know, maybe that's looming. I'm reading that as well. And I'm not quite yet seeing that. Um, but I see that flexibility has become so much more important, you know, and I get it. If you're working, you know, you're commuting into the office, you're setting up, you're tearing down and you're commuting back home, you're losing three, four hours a day that now you've gotten back and integrated into your life. So folks don't want to give that up. So I think, migrating to at least a hybrid schedule of a, you know, three days in office, two days remote is going to be a non-negotiable or these hiring um, managers are going to find that their opportunities are obsolete. So what about those companies and some of your clients that are really adamant on whether it's the work culture or it's just the position that they're trying to fill that the worker needs to be in the office? Um, does that just mean look, you're really going to have a hard time? Or do you think there's still candidates out there that, you know, tried the hybrid model, tried the work from home model, and it just doesn't work for them? I definitely think that there is, you know, work from home is not for everybody. And I think it's a challenge because management tends to be the level that can work from home better. However, if they're not there to motivate their, you know, lower level staff people, then we've got a little bit of a problem on our hands. And so I think these are sort of ever evolving problems. They may ha have evolved by the time that this podcast is published, right? <laughs> Things are changing so fast, but, um, I think that the offer of flexibility is key. And so folks know, Hey, we trust you. And you have the autonomy to kind of make the decision within reason for the business of what might work the best for your life. Um, those hard and fast kind of, you know, in at eight 30 out at five every day, five days a week. I think those days are gone and the market for candidates that are even interested in hearing about those opportunities is very, very slim. And I think it also raises questions with candidates like, well, why do they want this? Are mm -hmm. they a very control oriented culture or are they not technologically savvy? And that's why they need me there every day because they don't have technology. So that can be an indicator of other potential red flags from an employee perspective that may make you make them go, yeah, I don't really want to check this opportunity out. That's fantastic insight. Um, 
And it made me start to think, okay, so if I was trying to help an employer who's having some challenges recruiting, one of the, the shining bright lights that I see from us talking is flexibility. And, and that's not necessarily new. We've actually been hearing about the work-life balance, you know, pre-COVID, but COVID definitely has shown the light that yes, there can be such thing. And, and as you alluded to, technology is, is a big part of that. And that's how we are able to continue operating even in a very um, isolated manner. Um, what are some other things? So besides flexibility, what are some other things that employers can think about as they're recruiting in this new day and age? I mean, is money still a big driving motivator for candidates? I think money will always be a driving motivator. However, I don't like it to be the lead indicator. You know, I always tell clients, one of the things that you can really do is sit down with literally a piece of paper and write down your secret sauce. You know, why do people like to work here? What is that? And tell that story. You know, is that because you're a very mission-driven organization that's changing the world one, you know, cup of clean water at a time or whatever cool thing you're doing? You must be doing something um, that's contributing, right? If you're a construction company, maybe you're building really cool projects and you got to be a part of something really unique in the community. So figure what that is, figure out what that is and promote that, you know. Something else I think is you look at a kind of standard job description and the first thing that you see is all about us, right? Right. Dump that, get rid of it. No one cares. You know, that's like trying to sell someone something, but you don't go to the doctor and then the doctor tells you all about how great they are. Like, I don't care. You know, what is, what's in it for me? How are you going to fix me? What can you offer me? So start with that. You know, what are you doing? That's different. How can you grab the attention of somebody? Is it flexibility? Is it technology? Is it really cool projects? Is it amazing benefits? Are you an ESOP? You don't see that too much anymore, mm -hmm. but we have a couple clients that are, that's a huge differentiator. You know, that retirement could be a big motivator. So something is motivating everyone on your team to be a part of the team and to stay with you. What is that? And let's go find more people that are motivated by the same thing. Oh, that's fantastic. So I know you don't have a crystal ball. What are your predictions for the future? And, and we can narrow the future to the next, you know, three months over the next quarter. Right? What do you think we're going to see in, in recruiting and hiring? Same thing as we're seeing right now, potential change. What do you think? Well, this could just be a hope and a prayer, but I really hope we see an uptick again um, when the school season goes back in, you know, we see some return to stability and folks are ready to make moves. Um, I'm already seeing people that are on the brink of entrepreneurship say, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of that, which is really interesting. We always see a lot of new businesses come out of times of economic turmoil. And I think we're going to see more of that, which is unfortunate if you're out there trying to recruit because you may lose some of your potential recruits to, you know, starting their own businesses. So we're going to see this mass shakeup. Um, I don't think that will continue on a hundred percent hybrid environment. I really do feel like, you know, there is something to be said about being near and having the energy of a workforce in some form. So whether that is a hybrid schedule or whether that's, you know, a once a month team week that we work together or however it gets worked as we continue to be global, I think we're going to have to figure something out because I don't see us being completely remote forever. I just don't feel like it's as effective. I actually agree with you. Um, I find that there's just certain 
you miss that energy. You miss the water cooler talk. You miss the organic information sharing. No matter how much technology we have, it's so much easier to just get up and walk down the hall to someone's office than it is to send an email, to call. It, it just is. Um, we're social, Humans are social beings. And um, I agree with you. And I, I think that as we start to get people to change their routines to going back into the office, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. You know, do we see a gradual shift over the next couple of years of folks moving back more into a more traditional workplace oriented setting? And one of the reasons I say that too, is as someone who's been working a hybrid model, you know, making sure you have your notepad and the file that you were working on today at home, you might need to bring that to the office and sort of this cumbersome carrying a backpack now, like a high school student, you know, with all of my information and files, sometimes things get missed. And I've talked to so many colleagues who are halfway to the office and they realize they forgot their laptop. So it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see, you know, how that hybrid commute, so to speak, actually pans out for, for workers. I've definitely adapted as well, you know, going back and forth from office to home and, you know, remind me offline, I'll tell you about some technologies, uh, (laughs) but there are some things out there that have made that a lot easier. So you don't have to go, okay, you know, you're calling the office. Can someone walk there? There should be a pink piece of paper on the left side of my computer. I think it was a pink piece of paper, you know, and you're trying to track down information. Um, taking it more virtual and definitely we're seeing more of a globalization, right? I mean, I have some clients where we're recruiting across the U S and I can tell you that we've had a greater level of success. Um, we can pay lower salaries in different Metro markets than recruiting all out of where they're located. They're in Denver. It's a huge tech hub right now. And salaries are crazy. Um, and to that note, I, I do think that we will see an increase in salaries in the foreseeable future because we're seeing a talent scarcity Um, And we have to, you know, it's driving up the market, which I've seen probably a 15 to 20% increase in salaries in the past 30 days. It's been wild. It's been so wild. That is wild. That's crazy. Well, that just tells me that we're going to have to have you back again in a few months just to see where you are and where the predictions stand. Uh, Because it's, it's going to be an evolving issue and one that employers are going to continue Uh, refining until they find those um, proper candidates and and the right candidates for their organization. So Katie, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure talking to you about what you do so well. Thanks so much, Erica. And you're right. It will be really interesting to see how things shake out. And hopefully I am correct about all the things that we want to shake out the way that will work out for employers. And hopefully I'm wrong about all that bad stuff and things pick up salaries decrease in the market for key strategic roles. Don't see that happening, but we can always hope for the best. And don't ask me to give out lottery ticket numbers. (laughs) My predictions may not be on base. Oh, you and me both. I mean, after this last year and a half, anything is possible. I, you know, anything is possible. So anyway, we will talk again. Thanks again. Of course. And thanks for joining us on The Workplace. Please comment, share, and subscribe to Cal Chambers podcast by visiting calchamber.com.